Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. Hello, food fam. This is the Walk and Talk podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Fiadini. We are podcasting on-site at Ibis Images Studios, where food photography comes alive. Get with John Hernandez. Check him out at ibisimages.com. Go Kings, baby. On the menu today, there is no food. Thanks a lot, Jeffrey Schlissel. You dirty. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm upset. First of all, I'm pissed. All right. Um, pissed, I'm hungry. Blah. We're going to touch on a couple of new components of the podcast, namely Kingpin's Thoughts. Yep, Chef Jeffrey Schlissel's food and industry blog. Find it on the Walk and Talk website. That is uh, walkandtalk.com. The walkandtalk.com. Uh, while you're there, take a look at our new uh, cast of heavy hitting chefs on restaurant recipes that is our cooking series it's totally badass go and support these fabulous culinarians in other news we are now found the uh, walk and talk podcast that is we are now found on the pandora platform and will soon be on sirius xm so cool um also cool is the fact that we're uh we made it onto the imdb menu the Walk and Talk website is on, uh, well, not the website, but us, you know, Walk and Talk podcast is on IMDb. Um, it's getting serious. Jeff, what's up, baby boy? How you doing? Fantag- it's fantabulous. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm hungry. Like by now I'm already like, I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm hangry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see why. Yeah. There's a special reason, though. I was not supposed to be sitting across from you. I was supposed to be... Let's see what time it is. I was supposed to be landing in New uh, Boston right now. Mm-hmm. I had a little delay because of our friend that visited us yesterday. Right. What was I, I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> the hurricane. <laughs> the eye hurricane. It's like a Vidalia. Yeah, so but yeah. I, I yeah. say Vidalia. You know, like That's Nadia. a better... Yeah. yeah. They should have put the V in front and make it nice. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so you, uh, you're you here. You shouldn't have been, but because of the storm here, you you know, we kind of... Um, a whole day delay. Yeah. Um, so sorry to everybody up in New Hampshire who's prepping away right now and picking up my slack. Yeah. And sorry for everybody that there's no <laughs> sexy food talk. I'm, I'm so not happy right now. Belly is very unhappy. Well, yeah. We, at least I had espresso, so... Yeah. Three Even the coffee. Yeah, today was on the food. Smoking had a good day. 
<laughs> he's having a great day. We, um, even the coffee, we were out of milk. We didn't have the right stuff. Like, oh my God. It was, was it was a poop show. But no. you know what? That's what it happens in the industry. And you know what? Be a goldfish. Be like Ted Lasso. Yeah. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. 10 minute memory. Mm-hmm. Swipe and gone. What'd you mean? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you, uh, you have a blog on the website. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin's thoughts. Yeah. We've what? Three already now? Yeah. Three. We did one on mental health. We did the Cuban sandwich. Which one was better? Which city? Miami or, or Tampa? Yeah, it's Miami. Yeah, it's definitely Miami. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tampa. I love you, but yeah. yeah. No no lettuce, no salami. Uh, and then there's the other one that was went out. Oh, tipping, right? The tipflation. Yeah. And we haven't know, even talked about that one. I know. And just for the record, and you know, you, you, you did it in a way that you didn't put yourself <laughs> on either side. Brilliant. Um, I have a side, and that side is tipping is better. There's no reason to ever be a server if you're not have if you don't have the ability to make yourself make your life better with tips. It's just it's just the way it works. You know, I would never want fifteen, eight, twenty bucks an hour just to go serve people. Like no way, that would just never happen. Well, there's there's always two sides of the coin, right? There's actually three sides to a coin a story. There are some of us out there that think, well, if I'm not making the money, then, you know, why am I going to stay at the restaurant? But the problem is if you're making less than the minimum wage, then by law, federal law, the um, restaurant operator has to pay you a wage that is um, up to the minimum wage of that state. Um, The problem is if you're not doing it, then obviously there's not the business there. That's that's a problem. The other right. factor that, that means you go get a different, you go, go get a different yeah. job. Yeah. You go somewhere else. There are restaurants that I know when he was alive, may he rest his soul. Charlie Trotter was probably one of the first innovators that actually put his entire staff on salary. Yeah. I, I mean, I at, one, at one point I can see yes on it. And then the other point I can see no Joe Stowe crab. I mean, those guys down there make an enormous can, amount of money, on, man, but you can only do that if you're a Joe Stone crab or you're, you know, you know well, they've been established for how long? That's my point. You, you, it doesn't work for the, no. for the rank and file. Mm-mm. It just doesn't work. And, and at the end of, end of, end of the day, final analysis, think of the server, think of the, the anguish these people go through. And I know I did it for many years. There's no way in hell that I'm going to go out there and just endure what you endure for a set dollar amount. Especially in today's world. Yeah. Unless you're paying somebody uh, 80 grand a year, which is it. Listen. And by the way, um, your already expensive meal is going to go up uh, another, you know, $15 a plate. If you're lucky, only 15 um, have you, have you gone to fast food lately and what Seriously? it costs? Oh my God. Yeah. You see my stomach, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, know that's what caused it. by me. And uh, well, yeah, you and, and, and my frequent drive through stop. But so, I mean, listen, the other night, uh, we got, my doctor doesn't hear that. <laughs> we got jammed up cause, uh, bacon bits had a martial arts. She's taking Taekwondo and she got her green belt mm-hmm. by the time they got done by the testing and everything else. Cause they had the, uh, the advanced kids that were in the advanced belts were doing their testing as well as the, you know, the ones that are intermediate and so on and so forth. We got done at nine o'clock, bro, six to nine. So it was like, Hey, what are we going to do? And, and I was like, well, I guess we're going to be going to McDonald's cause that's what she wanted. It was, I drove away with just two. I didn't even eat $20. Sure. Two meals, $20. Yep. So there's no such thing as like, 
that five dollar meal. Well, first of all, there is a five dollar meal, but it ain't going to be healthy. Bro, bring on the bring on the robots. Okay, I want I want my six dollar meal back and bring in the robots. I, I want food that's whole food that's going to be nutri- nutrient based and caloric based, not like you know, what we're eating now. I want to I want to feel half healthy after I eat, like Nicole Cruz. Yeah, says. yeah, I want to feel healthy too, but uh, you know, bring the robots. <laughs> You saw them. Well, we got they AI. Them, flipping, well, they're flipping the burgers and everything, the robots. Are. Well, we got them, what, the one that we were next to the booth and the app? Yeah. <laughs> they're delivering they're, the, uh, they're, the There's your server. The they're, server. There's your new server, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the what was the robot's name in uh, in the Jetsons there? Uh, Rosie? Yeah. Yeah, Rosie was That's the Mount housekeeper. Then you have Will from the Robertsons, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Lost in space. We're going uh, to have a whole restaurant full of Rosies. That's it. There you go. Boom. The whole industry is dead. No offense. You know, the other day we were talking about going out for dinner and I'm like, you know, one of the things about going out for dinner is that ability to have a great meal. And when you don't, you get disappointed. I'd rather stay home and have it delivered or pick it up Mm. because now out there, it's not the same. There are very few and far between restaurants that are doing it and killing it as far as both food and service. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends what you're, where you put your threshold. Well, it could you know be I mean? it could be where I live. That could be too. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. So, but you you know, you know you're right. Um, but like, see, when I go out to eat, especially you know post uh, post COVID and the whole thing, I my expectation my threshold is just different, and mm-hmm. and I don't expect to be you know dazzled with service. I just I just don't, and it's probably wrong, but that's just the way it is. So I do go out and enjoy myself because I don't expect that it's going to be the, uh, you know, glory days of the uh, service industry. I just, just, I don't expect that. Well, here's the thing too. Are you the type of person when you get great service, do you make a big production about it? What do you mean? So for me, I'm in a production business here. I don't know if you <laughs> you're producing a belly is what you're producing. <laughs> True story. <laughs> the best, biggest belly ever, ever, ever. Um, <laughs> But here's my thought process. A lot of times when you have the Karens and Kens go out and they have a poopy meal, what they do is complain and they complain to everybody. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, when we have a great meal, we might tell one or two people. No, I always... I, That's no, my I question. Do, yeah, do you sure go do. and tell and rant and rave? Like, I when's do. the last I, time you had great service where you go, I've got to tell somebody. i got to tell the manager. Right. So um, I will tell you something. I will tell you this back to the tipping part. Uh, I mean, even people who just suck as a server, they still get 15%. Like I'm never going to do less than that. I know that, you know, that's probably wrong of me, but just knowing that they had, they potentially could have had a crappy day. Something happened. Who knows? Whatever. I'm just happy they showed up and they're bringing me the food. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, but people who go and above and beyond, man, I, I am the least cheap person out there. I I love to find, give me a reason to leave a good gratuity. Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at Peninsula Food. 
www.thepowerhouse.com. I go one step further. If you give me the great service, I actually look for the manager on duty and actually tell the manager on duty. Yeah. I, I try to be balanced as much as if, like, my generator that I got, boy, that guy's going to get a really good review. And that's sarcasm. But, again, I'll be balanced. I'll say what was good that the person did so that I'm balanced, but I'll also let them know that they should have uh, their day and, you know, and eat it too, that kind of thing. But you have to be balanced when you're going out. But this tipflation for me, I love that word. Everywhere you go, do we tip? No. They're they're making a, a livable wage for somewhat. It's the service industry. Barbers, for instance. My guy that cuts my hair, Alex, and all the guys over at Swift Cuts over in the Brandon Mall, love going there. And I'll tell you why. It's the guy's thing. I can sit there. We can talk football, soccer, whatever, and have a great time. Those guys need to be tipped because, yeah, they're making, but they're also – making money, but they're also renting that space from the owner. Mm-hmm. So they have to get the tip. That that I expect to tip. Just the tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm oil. Right. Just the tip. Yeah. That's my, my thing is when you go into like Starbucks and you go into a takeout, here's the other thing. Do you tip on to go? I do. It's gotten, it's gotten to the point where I like. I do, but it's, but uh, I don't Are you like, tipping 20%? No. Hell no. But that's different. my thing. That's different. First of all, I'm Italian. I, I tip for everything. You, 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 you normally you put it in a little envelope, don't you? Well, well you're, you're, or little, you fold it into a little square in your hand. And you, well, at least you're not doing like the Chinese where they do the red envelope, you know, and you give them that way because that means the prosperity. Okay. So you could do it that way too. I don't know what you're talking about. But I will tell you that, no, I, I don't mind tipping. Right. And that's a point of contention in my house. <laughs> because uh, somebody comes, like if they're dropping off a furniture or something like that. So they, always, they get tipped? Always. Yeah. Yep. Unless it's the, unless they're coming back to uh, fix or replace something that broke or whatever, then you're out of luck. But you know, uh, on the first go around, yeah, absolutely. So I don't. I, I for, for me, it's the people, and again, being in the industry that long, that's where I'm tipping because I feel that they're not making enough. I don't know what the answer is, but you look at Europe. That Europe, they don't tip. <laughs> We're the only you know yeah, but country it, but that it, it, but, we but it tip. Go, I know, but you know what? Gratuity has to do with the foundation of the, the the culture of the country, right? So in Europe, everything is more socialized over there, you know, or socialistic or whatever in nature. And therefore, um, everything is, um, you know, through central planning, right? It's different there. Over here, you can go out, like if I wanted to, I can have three jobs at three different restaurants. And I know that um, I, I at restaurant A, I can work lunch and make good money. And restaurant I, I B, had that, though. So did I. In culinary school. My, well, so, But my point is, you can go out and make a crap load of money and then go open your own restaurant. Over there, you know, they make their fixed wage. Like, they, you know, my father was a factory worker. My, his father was a factory. And now I'm a factory worker. I'm not, I'm not going to want that. I want to be able to do what I want to do, make as much money as I can if I want to or not or whatever. Like it's just, it's a different culture is my opinion. And here's the other thing you talk about culture in the restaurant industry. It used to be the job of transient, not in a bad way. Yeah. Don't, I'm not saying like homeless. What I'm thinking is I'm going to put myself through school to make money, to become an engineer, become a doctor, become a lawyer. Yeah. That's where it was transient in Europe. The job is looked at as being a server is not as being a, a, 
a low income person. You're actually looked at as a career but a server. They're not low income unless it's the well, type of establishment that you're in. Yeah, I mean, but I'm talking about the the cultural differences. The cultural difference over there is. It's a job you went to school for, you know, that's what you're, it's a career. You're a lifer. Right. Here it's not. Yeah. It's, it's a transient thing right. most of the time. And I never wanted to be a lifer, right? I yeah, love that. How'd that business. work out for you? It went great. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't a lifer in the restaurant. I'm a, I'm a lifer in the, in the world of food, mm-hmm. right? But, but you're still connected. Yeah. Because I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I love it. Right. You know what I mean? But I never wanted to, I didn't want to be the, you know, 50 year old guy, but technically you are a 50 something, almost 50 year old server. No, technically, technically. No, (laughs) no. Think about it. You're here's my, here's my thought process as somebody who worked in the, in the broadline. Right. Yeah. I was the chef that was supported my sales reps. My sales reps were my servers. Yeah, but no, because they took orders from the chef. doesn't matter. It's not the same. It's not that way because it's not, if you're the, all right, wait, wait, wait. If anybody's listening to this right now, comment below or when this is posted, comment and tell us it, who's right and who's wrong. It has nothing to do with right or wrong. It's just the fundamentals of the server relationship of taking orders from a chef and being a salesperson. I just want to point out that it is it is right and wrong. <laughs> and, and he's wrong. And you're wrong. Sauce Absolutely. and gravy. This is all over again. It's the God, Crips no, and Bloods oh all over again. No. See oh, what no. happened with tipflation? <laughs> This is what happened. It came 360 to the gravy and tomato sauce. Wow. We're back on it. And we haven't even talked about the blog yet. See how tip is, it's just like blown up to this. And everybody's going, well, I agree with him and I agree with him. John's just sitting there going, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, John, what, what, what are they? What do you got, John? Um, I hate going to get a coffee or, an icy or something, and it's the and it's the tip cup. I hate it. If I if I'm tipping, I tip very well when I get service. Tipping is for service, not for doing your regular job. I, I don't disagree with that. A hundred percent. Do not agree, disagree at all. I agree with both of you on the service part because you are in the service industry, mm-hmm. so you are serving, but it's not the same. As being no, it's not. It's not the same. I bring it down to a level for people to understand. Even though you're a salesperson taking an order from a chef, the whole thing is the warehouse you're ordering from, whatever whatever broadliner you're ordering from, is a restaurant. It has the food that's giving you the ability to cook. But no, it's not the same. He's serving. He's serving the establishment. Not it's a different correct. 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 Hundred percent. And and, and I'm not saying he should be tipped. I'm not saying that at all. By the way, I mean if if uh, if you wanted. I can give you just my feed him. App, if you know if I mean? you know Carl and he's one of your clients and he you buy from him, just feed him. That's what he wants. You don't have to tip him money. That's why I started this whole <laughs> this whole thing. So we can go to places and eat. <laughs> we're talking about. Well, where were we recently? Where were Mary we? Mary Tom <sighs> at the Don Cesar. Yeah, the Pink Palace. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh, so. That shrimp dish was good. Oh man, it was so good. Um, the duck was pretty amazing too. So you're, so what we're talking about, uh, let me just, let me just paint this a little bit because, all right. So, uh, under the walk and talk media banner, we have, um, a show series it's called restaurant recipes and we have various, um, chefs, uh, right now throughout central Florida, uh, all great chefs, all great properties and places that they, that they work at. Well, we're, we provide a show platform for them. 
and uh, we get to go film it, hang out on, on property, and then we get to eat all the food that we film. It's amazing. But there were you're, you're holding back. What? It wasn't one dish. It was two of everything. It was right. This is my point. You understand? Like, so John had to get his own, which was great. I mean, uh, what what the team there did with Chef Alex and uh, his chef de cuisine, uh, Jason. Just, Jason. Yeah. What they did and how they worked, like Jason did the product for John shoot, and then Willie filmed Chef Alex doing it. It was so harmonious that for mm-hmm. us, it was so great because it was so short. Yeah. Let me tell you we something. We were done by like two. And, and, and props, you know, kudos to the team. Because really, I don't have anything to do there but eat. I, I don't do anything anymore. Like seriously, I, I bring the equipment, I set it up, and then, I, and then I'm done. That's it. Yeah, you know? I, I had a tr- I have to translate from chef talk to photographer talk for John. Right, that's true. Uh, there is a lingo that we definitely have as chefs. Um, like for instance, a disher is this ice cream scoop. So if you ask for an ice cream scoop from your rep, you're going to get an ice cream for an uh, an ice scoop for ice to get out right you have to ask for a disher yeah which is ridiculous but whatever like i said we speak differently we speak logically but we eat the same imagine that Mm -hmm. imagine that um so but but back to it uh so we were were at the 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 don cesar the pink palace um it's the breakers of the uh you know, West coast, central Florida, uh, you know, cause people, you know, a lot of people who are from South Florida or even, uh, Northeast or whatever, they may not know what, you know, the Don Cesar is. It is just a big, beautiful hotel, been around over a hundred years. It's right on the sand on St. Pete beach and it's gorgeous. And you know, um, what they do there is nothing short of amazing, uh, especially in terms of their culinary. So, uh, Chef Alex Reyes is the executive chef of the uh, of the property, and he does a banging banging job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big property too, and it's, it's huge. Yeah, and you're having people that you know expect and have expectations that have to be met. So that's a Marita- difficult. Thing. Mar- uh, Maritana is fine dining for sure. Yeah, I mean, Chef Jason it was so funny as we're sitting there talking, and I think John was finding out some background about him, and he goes, "Yeah, I used to work for Disney," and I'm like. Funny thing, I met Stefan. He's like, Stefan Raymer? Oh my God, he's my mentor. And I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah. What'd I do? Get on the phone, text Chef. And, what, and what's, his, what's his street name? <laughs> uh, saving America something culinary, saving the culinary of America with his bandana on his head. Right. Yeah, like the old pirate, the whole thing that chefs are actual pirates. Right. Yeah, so he, Jason actually lives that whole mantra of that. But he had such a great mentor. With Chef Stefan from the uh, Disney. Yeah, and it's, it really is a small world. Yeah. Culinary speaking, we, I mean, you burn a bridge in the culinary field, you're, you're burning some bridges. So I had a, I had, well, this is back when I was, uh, I was director of sales at a produce company. And I, I hired a, um, I hired a chef as a salesperson. And, you know, uh, we were going to, I'm not going to name the names because they're all still, everybody's still working. But he goes, we had an appointment at a country club, high end place. And or a yacht club, whatever it was, high in place. And um, I said, all right, come on, uh, so-and-so, let's, we're going to go. We're going to go together. And he says, uh, look, uh, uh, Carla, I, I don't know that I should go. Said, what are you talking about? He goes, like seven years ago, uh, I walked out on Chef. Like it was in the middle of Chef and I, and I left. And I go, seven years ago, dude, nobody cares. Yeah, like, no. li- uh, hold on, so nobody cares, right? He goes, 
all right. Like if you saw his face, it was like, begrudgingly I'll go. So we walk into this, um, we walk into the, into the door and it was actually of the, of one of the banquet rooms. So there was at least 150 feet between the kitchen where they were coming out of and the door that we were walking in. So picture like, you know, that slow motion, it was like he and I, and then, and then it was him and two or three of his, of his Sue's. Like the untouchables. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah. We went going down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. So we're walking slow-mo, like groups walking together and I'm, and I'm kind of in the front, right? So he, my sales rep is kind of off flanking me to the rear and I'm walking towards chef and I'm, and I'm noticing that he's not looking at me, not even a little bit. He's, he's squinty eyed with a crunched nose forehead, looking at this, my sales rep, prior chef, you know, or, you know, whatever he was doing in there. And I extend my hand, you know, we got to the, he just points at the, my guy and says, are you so-and-so? And and he put his head down. He says, yes, I am. He turned around and walked away. He didn't recognize me or acknowledge me in any capacity. So I looked at my guy, I said, go, go to the car. And I followed him back into the kitchen and I said, Hey, chef. Like that. Like I was pissed. I was like, right. don't, you know, it's one thing with this cat, you know, but don't disrespect me. That's bullshit. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at him, he turns around. I go, I said, you're just, I, I don't want to, actually, I don't want to repeat what I said. And then I walked down. I, I went, sat in my car and I composed an email. It was an amazing email. The best email ever created in a situation like this. And I sent it to him. I will tell you that he was a stand up guy and he called me back. And he apologized for his actions. But holy crap. Yeah, we don't forget. Don't forget. No, we're an elephant. Anything. Well, especially when a guy or person walks out on us. But it was, I wouldn't even, like, I can grow, I can hold a grow, but I don't want to. Like, oh, no, let chefs. That, let it go. No, no. Depending, it depends on what day it was, what happened that led up to it. Walk and Talk Podcast, now sweetened by Noble Citrus. Bite into a juicy crunch tangerine. 40 years perfected. Seedless and oh so tasty. Or savor a starburst pomelo. The giant citrus with a unique zing. Don't miss autumn honey tangerines. Big and easy to peel. Noble. Generations of citrus expertise. Delivering exceptional flavor year-round. Taste the difference with Noble Citrus. I mean, I don't think it was like, uh, you know, um, uh, a holiday. I don't, I don't think it was like Mother's Day or, you know, Valentine's Day or anything like that. I, I can still remember some of the people that walked out on me, yeah. left me high and dry. I would never hire them again still to this day. Well, we... And we're going back... By the way, we did end up doing business over there, I'm just saying. Well, you got them a different sales rep. Yeah. The, these aren't the droids you're looking for. We right. Belong. Yeah. The, we're going to move that sales rep over here and bring that sales rep over here. Yeah. Right. I know how that works. Oof. But all right. So back to your blog. What's the story? You're going to do a blog. What, I mean, what's the what's the uh, the genesis of this? Like, where, where's this coming from? These Where are these blogs coming from? Well, I figured there's some stuff and some topics we can bring up on the show here, but we don't have, we only have limited time. Plus we've trying to get through different subjects and content and so on and so forth. 
the blog is is a way for us to express a little bit more and get a little bit more deeper and also for you the listeners to get involved with us and tell us what some of the things you might want to hear and what we can discuss for instance prep the reason why that came up and why we want to talk about it today is what what does it entail or what goes into prepping for an event now keith saracen who i'm going to go fly up to work with He's been doing farm-to-table dinners for like 11 to 10 years, maybe even 16 years, where there's no running water. So he, if you look at the farmer's table and you go to his website, there's this huge, long, just table that goes, it seems it goes on forever. And he wanted that community feeling, that, you know, having everybody at a family meal kind of thing. So imagine you're going to go cook for 100 people, and they're paying top dollar for it. What do you need to do and how do you need to do it? So there's a lot of stuff that needs to go involved. And a lot of times in our personal, or I should say our business life travels over to our personal lives. So we're very control freaks, if you want to call it that, is no. the best way. What? Like OCD and ADHD. Like I called it in the article, it's the perfect hurricane. Because that's what we want to do. We want to control everything and every aspect of it. But I think it was a pro tip for chefs that are listening and and if you don't, or people that want to go in the industry or want to find out what we go through and how we go through things, you're starting a week prior. Like when we do our shoots for Peninsula, it's a week that I'm getting the product, then I'm staging and going out looking for everything. And that's just what, four plates that we do? There's probably, from my end alone, not barbecue. So let's take barbecue out because it's a lot more hours of cooking. There's just a steak, for instance. It's probably about 10 hours of work in the background for those four plates. Because you have to, and how many times do I come here and go, crap, I forgot something. There's doesn't matter how many lists you have. If you have nobody else that's looking, you don't have a sous chef. If you're... You got to do your checks and balances. You got to give that hand that off. Hey, what am I missing here? Do you, do you need a sous chef for the show? Is that it? No, oh. no. John, John's doing well. <laughs> <laughs> honorary. He loves it though. He's honorary uh, sous. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's just a photographer, and he tells me what I need to do. For the most part. I, what do you? Yeah, it's a team. That sounded like disrespect. No. What are you going to say about? It? What are you going to say about that, John? No. You guys are boring. Right. <laughs> you're just trying to start start something. Yeah, I am. But there, because you're hungry, that's why. I, Actually, I, you're hangry. I, I am. You know, I mean, the donuts. I brought some. Do- I brought donuts, but that's not doesn't really fill a. He's shaking his head. Yeah, I I, feel I suggested Starbucks, John. So, I mean, in retrospect, I should have brought that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and well, we have that saying. Should have could. I mean, the whole the, the the whole culinary thing collapsed. Well, again, no I, w- food, I was not supposed to be bad. here. Everything was just terrible. <laughs> Instead of not having a podcast, we're having a podcast. Yes, and and, it's, and we're making the best out of it. I think so. I mean, well, this is all great stuff, actually. So, you know, um, a lot of the audience, of course. Uh, aren't from the industry, so they'll appreciate this. But then there's the others, you know, the foodies and and folks that actually do, um, you know, look for the caterer, right? And a lot of times uh, what they may hear here, see what I did there, um, can help them when they're looking to solicit a caterer, right? Because, you know, there's things you should really look for and in terms of expectations to, 
you know, the, you know, in the prep for, uh, you know, if you had to do an event for a hundred people, right. And they said, Hey, a hundred people, I'd like to get it done for 2,500. And you're like, man, get the hell out of here. Pound of pavement. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, in the, in this conversation, they may pick up a, uh, a nugget of two, you know, of information. Well, and I think the difference too, we got to talk about is a catering event is different from a restaurant hourly oh, service. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Russian roulette and that's what I compared it to. I mean, you have Did no you idea. Restaurant roulette. Yeah. I should have said restaurant roulette, yeah, well, but it's like I'm Russian roulette. So right. it's, you have no idea what's going to go with your menu and it depends on how big your menu is. You have a cheesecake menu, which is ridiculous, especially in today's age. Cheesecake factory. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Cheesecake mm-hmm. factory. You have that where it has advertisements on it because it's so big. They have to offset the cost. How do you run that? Yeah. And then you have people that are doing it where if it's a small enough restaurant and you're just doing maybe no more than 20 different items, you're nailing it. You should be nailing it by then. Mm-hmm. And if you're cross merchandising too, the whole point of catering, which what's great about catering and why a lot of chefs gravitate there is, you know, uh, there's a hundred people. Okay, great. I know at least if it's a six course meal, you know, if it's soup, salad, an appetizer, maybe the entree is two different choices. Great. Now I just limited my menu from all this down to that. I know what I'm going to go. I can do 10%. Usually that's what we go for is a 10% overage. But then there's guys where I remember seeing on, on recently, this is what kind of drove me to do the article, was a private chef's organization I belong to. It's private chef's, um, you know, it's like USPCA, Chefs of America. And somebody was like, well, um, I was supposed to do this event. Oh, no, it was Trey um, Hollis, the one over in LinkedIn. That's the one with barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. That's the HOA thing that brought What's up, me. Trey? Right. Yeah, thanks, by the way. And Suzanne Fr- uh, Frey, or Fry, the one that reached out to us and emailed us. Want to give oh, a good Su- sh- yeah, 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 she's awesome. So I got to make sure we mention her. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Suzanne. We appreciate you. But the is thing, it Suzanne or Suzanne? Or Suzanne? It might be. I, I got to remember. Susan. It might, it's just like Suzanne. I think is a different spelling altogether. Yeah, maybe it is. Su- well, I don't Susan. know how to read anyway, so yeah. it's okay. It doesn't have pictures. And for the hacker, the, you know, Amy Yee, what up? There you go. See, Amy, there you go. You got- hey, happy birthday, Brian. How about that? Oh, Brian Kelman, Cal- yeah, yeah, he just celebrated. Is it today or yesterday? Uh, yesterday. Well, or maybe the day I don't know. I saw it in the I thing. saw, yeah, yeah. The, on the feed. Anyhow, um, catering yeah. and is... The reason why we like to gravitate to it, the chefs like to gravitate to it so much, is because you know exactly what you're going to get into. There's not much. Trey's problem with the HOA is they said they were going to have X amount of people show up, and then he was left with a whole bunch of food left mm-hmm. because they promised him everything, but and he delivered it, but they didn't have the expectation, so he was left with a lot of that product. Moving forward, pro tip, charge up front for the food cost. Oh, yeah. Cover your cost. That way, if they don't deliver, meaning the client doesn't deliver, you're still covered. It's called CYA. And that's that's priority number one. A lot of people have this vision or envision uh, people making millions of dollars in the restaurant industry. The problem is that if you're doing 10% after EBITDA, that's earnings before, taxes, depreciation, all that stuff, that accounting jargon that we listen to, if you're doing 10%, you're doing it. Is it crazy that a schlissel would be thrown out the uh, EBITDA term? Just saying. Well, well, you know, I do have some accountants in the family <laughs> and lawyers and doctors. And doctors and lawyers. I do have one of my cousins, Lauren Rosenthal. She's, um, she's amazing. She actually has um, a mini zoo down in Homestead. I can call it just a mini zoo. 
And if you have a, a film that you want to make with a certain, maybe a wolf, a gator, a tiger, a leopard, she's the one that they call to supply shows and video music videos for that. Hmm. So that's what she does for a living. Oh. Yeah. Really cool. So very diverse family as far as occupation, but I'm the black sheep for sure. hundred percent. I don't think if really quick thinking, I don't, I think I'm the only one tattooed <laughs> too. I mean, cover typically speaking, yeah. they're, they're, you know, it's, it's highly against, yeah, highly against marking. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame, and I, I subscribe to that for that, you know, well, that's for you. Basis. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, for, in, from the, from the, uh, Old Testament? the Hebrew, no, from, you know, uh, World War II ish. Oh, you know, that, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why, well, mm-hmm. one of mine is in honor for my family that was actually yeah. taken. So that's on my left arm yeah. by my heart. So that there, every one of my tattoos definitely has a meaning behind it. There's definitely some deep meaning. Speaking of deep mean, meaning in the blog, uh, John's going to post next week is one of, based upon uh, mental health. And we're doing that because September is Suicide Prevention Month. And I think, you know, being in the restaurant industry and having the addiction you know, problems that we see and face within the restaurant industry, I think it's very important for us to shed light on that. And I think that's one of the things that we need to do is, and we do a great job, I think. But we need to keep that constant. We really do need to get linked up with uh, with an organization. Well, Chow mm. Now, Erin uh, O'Boyle, I've reached out to her. Uh, I have her segmented for the 21st of September, which is the one that we'll do on suicide prevention. But she's she, her organization that she heads is the Culinary Hospitality. Uh, they're going to kill me. I don't remember the O and the W. You're dirty. Yeah. But we also have um, Alan Madick, who is... Um, just has marvelous stories of what he's been through and what he does. He actually trains people on the suicide hotline. And yeah, his story is really incredible. I met him. Is he on the books? He's on the books. It's 21st. Like in just for reference, even now what you're talking about, uh, the fact that I don't have to do is amazing. (laughs) Well, you know, the 14th, I have two people coming out. No. One just got hired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm trying oh, to yeah. solidify that yeah, one. Yeah, boy. And one is going to the James Beard camp. Yeah, man. I see so, this, is what I, this is what I'm talking Oh, speaking of, of uh, let's saddle John with more things to do. Um, <laughs> and the eye roll. Well, here's the thing. Um, we, we've been talking about from the beginning. So like three and a half years ago, we've been talking about how we can what we can do to support, you know, different uh, charities and, and just some things that are special and near, near and dear to us, you know, and this is a business. We're trying to put this together as a business and then, it, you know, and it's really starting to pick up some steam and it, and it's a blessing really. So with that said, I was thinking the other day, um, we don't do merch at all and we need to start doing merch. Now we've talked about it randomly over time or whatever, and I think even recently we, we were throwing darts or whatever, but... Oh, the magnet. There's a bunch of stuff, yeah. but, but here's what I'm thinking. Um, I want to do, I want to do merch, but I want it, I want to, again, I want to find a, a handful of, um, of charities that we all agree on. Okay. Cause there's, I want a selection and I want to have, you know, a whole variety of different sort of, um, merch, uh, merchandise options. And I want a hundred percent of that to go to and and let the person pick where they want it to go and and I want it to go there. 
because we're not doing anything and we should be more like we talk about it and awareness is great, but you know, I want to get, I want to get money to the places that are reputable that actually, you know, are hand or boots on the ground, so to speak, hands on, you know what I mean? So well, I we can s- definitely talk about that. Uh, uh, the 14th, that show, the 21st, we definitely can talk about that and set things up that way. I know Alan does a lot for the American uh, suicide prevention. Uh, obviously, Aaron does the stuff for Chow that she does. There's a, there's a, so many different uh, um, organizations out there. You have Fair Kitchen, Given Kitchen, uh, Ben's Friends, Burnt, Burnt Chef Project, 9, Ryan 9 to Wells, 5. Yeah. Ryan Wells Foundation here. There's um, Brother Luck, who is another individual that just came out of, with a, a mental health book. Uh, he was actually supposed to present in New Orleans at the ACF, American Community Federation, NATCOM, the National Convention. Mm. Um. No, but we definitely, I think we definitely need merch on that. Sorry, John. I think the little logo that people can slap on the back of their car is a great idea. I mean, no, I was looking at like, cause I have, um, hat, the hats, like somebody was, uh, uh, not was me, Amy, Amy Yee, I think was asking for, uh, she, she, saw, she saw a hat in the, in one of the pictures the video. or the video or something. Somebody, it was also Amy. It was somebody else too. A lot of people have asked me for, for hats and I haven't done a new batch. I gotta, I gotta order more, but I want to start doing some of these things, get it on the website and, and, you know, actually the merch store. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we relaunched, so we did relaunch the, uh, walk and talk website and it's It's beautiful. It's so cool. And we're still fine tuning it and everything, but at the end of the day, it's super cool. Um, you know, our podcast, you know, it's, it's uploaded there automatically. You like just, you can find, um, you know, Apple or Spotify or just listen to it right there. You can listen to it right there on, um, on the, on the website itself. And then, oh yeah, that's right. Um, I meant to. Uh, sorry for interrupting, but somebody had said something to buffering. You said it I probably. It. It's the internet, dude. That's the yeah. off off of our website. They were saying it was buffering. I told them to go over to Spotify or Apple and see if that was the case. Right. Maybe it was. Maybe their server they were connected to. At yeah, the time. because we, it, yeah, it's not like we. You know, I think that was Jacqueline Quinn, Chef Quinn, Jack, Chef Jacks, Chef Jacks. What's up? Talk to them. Shoot me a note. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll oh she'll talk. <laughs> she has no problem. You know, shoot me a note. She will. What if she doesn't like something, Jackie, that, Chef Jack's definitely make yeah. sure you know it. I'm not scared. Don't worry. You don't need to be. Dealing with She's part of the family. 25 years. It's Chef Fiona. That's who oh. you have to. Be careful of. Yeah. She does roller derby. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah right. I told you the story. Like, I met her a couple of years ago in Orlando, and her, they're, they're walking past me, and they got these bags. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're going to go skating. And I'm like, skating? You know, we're training for our roller derby. And I'm like. I think that's cool. So, you know, uh, when I was a boy, they had, so my, uh, that was like on TV, like the roller oh, yeah. derby, like in the late Sundays. seven, yeah, late seven. When there was no 80s. football. Right. And, um, it's just funny, Like that's even still a thing, a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like fun. that better than the wrestling because they really go after it. They do. They, they're it's great. Yeah. yeah. I would not want to get on a pair of skates. I, nope. Uh, I don't want no trouble. Nope. I'll take a rain check on that one. Yeah. Um, so I, we're gonna we're going to um we're gonna rap on this today. I want talk about like what's Eminem style rap or if you want to. run DMC, Beastie Boys. I, whatever you want, you know. <laughs> Rage no against the machine. Um all right. No sleep until New Hampshire. To New Hampshire. All right. Uh next blog is gonna be what? 
He's dropping the day. He's going to be the one on the, the uh, prepping. And the next blog after that is a 35-year reflection on my suicide attempt. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to reading that and many, many more. Um, you are uh, your special dude. John. <laughs> yellow yellow bus? That's <laughs> <laughs> the shorty. Short bus That's with the yellow helmet. <laughs> okay. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right. Slow down. John's putting his... All right. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody. Um we are Outski. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing, deliver healthy taste options to clientele, and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com.